it's reflective to read out loud what you have put together because the mosaic, I guess, that life is becomes a lot clearer. I spent most of the pandemic here just heads down writing, putting a blanket over my head and unplugging everything and hammering away. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet the current mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, Stephen L. Reed, and Sonic Youth founder Thurston Moore. Tune in to hear their stories of resilience, hardship, and triumph, and how it inspired their books. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Stephen L. Reed, the author of First Best, Lessons in Leadership and Legacy from Today's Civil Rights Movement. I wrote my book because I wanted to share my journey in life with the next generation. I wanted to connect those that are from the previous generation as well as those that are coming up about what lessons and what takeaways I use to get to my position now. Now I continue to use moving forward, and then I think we can share with those that are coming behind me. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook, it's reflective. It's reflective to read out loud what you have written and what you have put together because the mosaic, I guess, that life is becomes a lot clearer. And there are things that you don't recognize when you're writing the book. You're talking about different chapters in your life. But when you have to read it out loud, it just becomes a lot clearer and a lot more distinct in terms of what has taken place to get you to where you are. In this case, me and pointed out some things that I didn't realize I'd said, some things I didn't realize I thought. But it was just good to record it and to be able to go back and see and hear how this has come to be. I think the my favorite section was pearls of wisdom my dad had shared and his experience, as well as what I could share with, again, my peers and those that are younger. So that's the best part. How did I prepare to record my audiobook? I tried to drink a lot of green tea with honey. I tried not to talk as much. And I tried to make sure, you know, that I was spiritually and mentally grounded to read this and my thoughts clear of things that are happening at work and other outside and external factors. So that was my preparation. I think it was good for me, and I think it's been a pleasant process. If I had to record this book again, what would I bring into the studio with me that I didn't have last time? Probably a chair with a back. Not a lot was needed to record. It's been a good process. Brian and everybody was great. Who's my dream narrator? If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, Morgan Freeman, definitely, because of his baritone voice, his inflection, and his southern drawl would reflect the voice that I wish I had. The last great audiobook I listened to was President Obama's Promised Land. It's a long book, and understandably so. I think just listening to his decision making and his thought process, again, in leadership around various decisions, but also his balancing of being the president along with being a father. That resonated with me and some of the things that he wished he could have done and, you know, wasn't able to do because of the immense pressure and immense role that he had, which is 
a million times what I have. I love listening to audiobooks in the car or on the plane. Those are the two best. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I trace my political awakening back to my father's Viking Blue 1982 Oldsmobile 98. He proudly called it his company car, a classic. My dad loved the broad chassis, the long hood, and the way it rode close to the ground. More importantly, he loved how he felt when he was in the car, impenetrable. It rides like a cruise ship, he would remark. To hear my dad tell it, if Shaft had gone into politics, he would have driven an Oldsmobile 98. Hi, this is Thurston Moore, author of Sonic Life, a memoir. I wrote my book because I wanted to capture what I remember New York City to be in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, growing up there from my very late teens into my 50s and onwards, in and out of there, and experiencing the changes of that city and its somewhat penultimate period before it became what it is now, which is a completely different environment much like all the other major cities of the world, London, Paris, Los Angeles, where the only strategy of survival for these cities was to be infused with capital. And so the quote-unquote bohemian life of being able to live on the run, not worrying about money so much, is now gone. And that whole episode of living as an artist in the big city, which living in a city doesn't really necessitate anymore with the internet etc you can live anywhere in the universe for such communication but i kind of wanted to detail the inspirations that are completely unique to living in a city like new york as well as writing about a history that was very personalized through my prism of what being in a band like sonic youth was which is a band that sort of had a balance between being very much involved with the whole marginalized communities and micro-communities of experimental music, as well as some of the more popular realms of rock and roll, a foot in both streams, as it were, and trying to sort of detail that, decipher that, and, and think about that. So I spent most of the pandemic year just heads down writing, putting a blanket over my head and unplugging everything and hammering away. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be obsessiveness, only because I'm obsessive just about anything that I get my claws into, whether it be relationships or my interest in certain documents of culture, be it records and books and film and such. I'm a bit of a completist for that which I love and need to have the entire libraries in front of me. and. That is where I become informed by this world of living culture, like this living poetry, living art, a living cinema. It goes on forever, and it forever changes as well, even though it could be a static medium. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a few words that I always sort of see on paper, a word like outre, which I always would say outre or something, but... It's outre, which is a much more kind of distinctive pronunciation. I never really knew that until I started reading aloud from this audiobook. My director, Garrick, was instrumental in 
at least debating some of these pronunciations with me. I don't know who was more correct at any given time. I think I would give the star to him, though. I'm proud that I was able to read through this book and maintain a consistent flow, which has a lot to do with how the book was edited. We spent my editor in New York City, Yaniv Sora, all through 2022, for the most part, scissoring the original manuscript, which is about eight times longer than this book is now, and the book is pretty long now, into a place where it had more of a singing flow and excising a lot of the possibly much more arcane kind of instances. The book sort of would go off into extended potted histories of just about every musician and band from our communities through the years. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast a voice that was not a person like myself, just like a middle-class white boy with a guitar. I don't know who that would be. And maybe I would try to find some space alien somewhere, or maybe it would be interesting to have a dog do it. <laughs> There's something about the pleasure of the tactile, vibrational connection you have with the paper in hand and that connection with the print on that paper to the eye and the brain that I severely miss by listening to an audiobook. I do listen to podcasts once in a while, but I don't really go towards listening to spoken words so much. I like to read the word. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Gene bounded into our small South Miami, Florida house the summer of 1963, a look on his face as if he had located a gift of gold dropped from a psychedelic UFO. In his hand, he clutched an article of sonic subterfuge, a seven-inch black vinyl single deliriously titled Louie Louie by a group called The Kingsmen. Their names suggested royal knaves, subjects of a British invasion-informed notion of aristocracy and not the four hip-sneering roustabouts from the Pacific Northwest that they were. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.